0: when it's all
1: First, the music or the misery. People worry about kids playing with guns or watching violent videos. Some sort of culture of violence will take them over. Nobody worries about kids listening to thousands, literally thousands of songs about heartbreak, rejection, pain, misery, and loss. Did I listen to pop music because I was miserable or was I miserable because I listened to pop music? Hello and welcome back to the My Tiny Changes podcast. Uh, I'm your host Steve Pachalski. and uh, yes, it has been uh, and has been a while since our last visit, but uh, we're back, um, and we we started out the show there after the intro after after our usual intro um, with a bit of a movie clip uh, that was if 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 you couldn't guess that was uh, John. Cusack is uh, Rob Gordon in one of my favorite movies uh, High Fidelity and I think that's uh, I, I think it's a nice little intro into in, into what we're going to talk about uh, coming up on this podcast so uh, This started out with thoughts that the next podcast was going to be about um, my mom and dad um, but the ideas um, I was having we're going to require um, a little research, and it's been a hectic few weeks for me. And uh, I didn't want to just throw something together and be disappointed about the results. so um, I kind of let it simmer, hoping that maybe a, a different approach to it might allow me to do something. And you know, sometimes I feel like, oh shit, I've got to I've, I've got to get a podcast out, <laughs> but. Then I remember no one is paying me for this, and it's not like anyone is sitting at home wondering when the next "My Tiny Changes" podcast is uh, is is coming out. Um, so uh, the, the 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 way this came about, it's 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 3 a.m. Uh, on a Monday morning, and. You know how YouTube, when you do searches and and listen to certain things, when when you open it up later, it gives you all these choices and suggestions based on your past searches and what you've what you've been listening to. Uh, so I'll open that up occasionally and, and look at things. And uh, I had come across um, the song "Old Old Fashioned" by Frightened Rabbit, and you know, I've talked about *Frightened Rabbit* before, and and there, you know, actually the the, the the genesis of our of our intro song and, and the *My Tiny Changes* uh, name for the podcast. Um, but uh, again, it came I came across the song that I that I really hadn't heard before, and it's not a particularly sad song or anything. You know, maybe describe it as melancholy. Um, but I find myself crying, and I'm like. You know what the fuck, uh, but I think what happened to me, and don't get me wrong, people that know me know I'm emotional be- to begin with and can cry about anything at any moment, uh, about happy things as well as sad things. But I think I, I I just started thinking that here's this guy Scott Hutchison, who I've who I've mentioned mentioned before, uh, writing beautiful songs about beautiful things, and and I know where his story goes from there. Uh, You know, yes, he also wrote beautiful songs about not-so-beautiful things and about feeling powerless and frustrated at times. But like I said, you see this full-of-life figure and you know he's going to be confronted with something that's going to make him decide that jumping off a bridge is better than trying to fight whatever he was fighting. Or maybe he thought that what comes after has to be better than this. Um, I don't know, but, but... We'll kind of address that uh, going forward. Um, this isn't going to be a straight line type of podcast, uh, but I guess most of them uh, haven't been. Uh, they've had themes that were kind of stuck to, but this is going to be a little stream of consciousness type um, of things jotted down as my mind raced from one thought to the next, uh, kind of all intertwined with thoughts of certain music and life and death and beauty in places you might not necessarily think beautiful. Um, not necessarily following a clear path, uh, just sort of delving off into the thick tangled parts of my mind. So, uh, listen at your own risk. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about Scott Hutchison, but in a broad matter that it, it expands on the, uh, on the thoughts into more general terms. Um, now once I get a rough idea of what the podcast is going to be about, um, I usually come up with a title. Um, lots of times it's a quote or something, whether obscure or famous, but I was having a little trouble coming up, uh, with one, um, while I was driving. And for whatever reason, I started to whiff the aroma of, let's say ganja and, um, Almost at the same time as I was playing my Spotify library on Shuffle, uh, the song that's going to take us in the break comes on. And those that know uh, know who was kind of probably working his magic here. Now, for this podcast, I'm going to let the songs play through in the breaks. Um, so enjoy, and we'll be uh, right back with my tiny changes.
2: If I ever leave this world alive, I'll thank you for the things you did in my life. If I ever leave this world alive, I'll come back down and sit beside your feet tonight.
1: Hello and uh, welcome back uh, to the my Ch- tiny changes podcast I uh, uh, hope you enjoyed the music I know some people say they just fast-forward th- through it sometimes and maybe it being uh, playing the whole song maybe you did that but um, uh, the, 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 that's what we call a Bobby song and that was flogging Molly by with um, if I ever leave this world alive so uh, you know has some meaning to us uh, Again, I'm Steve Pachalski, your host, and and, and let's go on with tonight's podcast. Um, uh, Jack Kerouac wrote in his famous uh, Beat Generation semi-autobiographical novel on the road, uh, the only people for me are the mad ones, the ones who are mad to live, mad to talk, mad to be saved, desirous of everything at the same time. The ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing, but burn, 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 like fabulous yellow Roman candles exploding like spiders across the stars, and in the middle you see the blue center light pop, and everybody goes, Ah uh, I I I think Neil Young turned that into it's better to burn out than to fade away. Um uh, and so many people that I find fascinating uh, have, uh, have kind of burned out uh, uh, quickly, uh, like Roman candles exploding. And maybe those that focus so much on the beauty and love that is in the world, um, they're also forced to focus on the ugliness, and maybe they get tired or fixated or frustrated that, that they can't change it. Um, you know, we, we, we started out with, uh, with the Rob Gordon, um, clip from, from High Fidelity talking about, uh, you know, people listening to music and and there's so much uh, music out there that that's, that, that that's meant to, uh, you know, make you feel bad. Um, and there's so much breakup music out there that's, that's formulaic, um, you know, oh, my baby left me, and now I'm so sad, and and, and so on. And But then there's others where the musician-poet uh, basically rips his heart out and show you it's broken, and, and there's this philosophical blood and guts all over the place. And I think maybe you can extend that into their songs about desperation and killing and war and poverty. Um, it, it, it's like people walking by the homeless on the street. This is the way I compare it. People walking by the homeless on the street and it becomes so commonplace. You either ignore it or throw them the dollar and feel like you fixed their lives so you can go on with yours. Um, or the classic, they'll only spend it on booze or drugs. Well, maybe, but so what? If that's their only chance of escaping their hell for a little while, um, even if it's only in their head, uh, it hurts and it heals in equal measures. Uh, now, now going back to Scott Hutchison in, in Frightened Rabbit, in the song floating in the fourth, um, from their 2008, uh, album, uh, the midnight organ fight, um, he wonders, am I ready to leap? Is there peace beneath the roar of the fourth road bridge? He decides right there in the song not to do it, though he knows that those feelings may come again. Uh, the, the lyric goes on to say, I think I'll save suicide for another year, is how the song ends. And, and that line um, had gone from hopeful to devastating when the news came he was missing. Uh, it, it seemed as if another year had arrived. Uh, His body was found at Scotland's Fort Egder Marina near the south end of that very bridge, uh, two days after he had gone missing. Uh, With people over the years, he was positive, immensely friendly, and very thoughtful, um, as as he talked about the song. Um, It's a real thing. It's a real thought, he told people. I've gone 90% of the way through that song in real life. Uh, but at the same time, it's gratifying. It's, it's heartening to know that I've been through that, and uh, I stood here performing that song alive and feeling good about it. Uh, he he dwelled on the darkest parts of his heart and mind, but almost always in a way that was ultimately therapeutic. Uh, his songs, it's probably safe to say, kept him alive for a long time, and the outpouring of support and grief as the news uh, traveled was proof that they helped a lot of his fans through those same types of dark times. Uh, In a rare interview moment that wasn't accompanied by an enthusiastic chuckle like he would usually do, um, he accepted with gratitude and humility the idea that his songs may have saved lives. His fans told him so. You 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 read posts and things um, in in songs on on YouTube and Facebook and, and of people people saying just that. and and he believed them. Uh, when asked how he was doing in that same interview, he answered cheerily that that he was a solid six out of ten, and that he didn't think he could hope for much more than that, though. Uh, if I get a couple of good days at 7, fuck, it's great. Um, now, uh, afterward, the, the, the Hutchison family issued a statement saying, Scott, like many artists, wore his heart on his sleeve, and that was evidence in the lyrics of his music and the content of many of his social media posts. He was passionate, articulate, and charismatic, as well as being one of the funniest and kindest people we knew. Friends and family would all agree that he had a brilliant sense of humor and was a great person to be around. And depression is a horrendous illness that does not give you any alert or indication as to when it will take hold of you. Uh, Scott battled bravely with his own issues for many years, and we are immensely proud of him uh, for being so open with his struggles. His willingness to discuss these matters in the public domain undoubtedly raised awareness of mental health issues and gave others confidence and belief to discuss their own issues. Now, to me, there's no doubt that that Scott Hutchison's music in in soul made those tiny positive changes to Earth uh, during his two brief 36 years. Um, I didn't know him, obviously, uh, but I'm confident that he'd want to be remembered not for the painful moment or manner in which he left, but for, for the moments of catharsis and joy and understanding that his music uh, fostered while he was still here. Now, I'm, by my nature, a very introverted person. Um, I've suffered from depression and anxiety since since Bobby died. Um, before that, I suffered from shyness that was often misconstrued as being aloof or, or somewhat arrogant. Um, the truth being that I really struggled talking to people, uh, my self confident levels, self-confidence levels were habitually low and sometimes absolutely crippling to me, um, especially in certain social situations. Uh, and I can count on one hand, the people in my life who I've been able to talk completely and openly and honestly about these issues in any great depth. Uh, but now you all know <laughs> and uh but those few people i felt great comfort uh in, in understanding from them uh just prior to his disappearance um hutchison tweeted out be so good to everyone you love it's not a given and i'm so annoyed that it's not i didn't live by that standard and it kills me please hug your loved ones and then in 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 an ominous uh Final uh, tweet saying simply, "I'm away now. Thanks." Um, as I said a bit earlier, the the Fourth Road Bridge location in the song "Floating in the forth, uh has had significance to Hutchison. You know, singing about Wang jumping into the water to find peace. Uh, the lyrics go, "And fully clothed, I float away down the fourth into the sea." Am I ready to leap? Is there peace beneath the roar of the Fourth Road Bridge? And before concluding at the track's end, like we said before, I think I'll save suicide for another year. Now, depression tends to paint its victims as joyless and desperate and miserable. And I'm sure that Scott Hutchison experienced those feelings in and maybe in more cutting, profound ways than most. But we shouldn't allow that brief moment that he may have succumbed to those feelings to define the man or his music. And let's not glorify his death as inevitable just because he explored it with his art and his music. Let's just do what he suggested in one of his final tweets. In his final tweet, be so good to everyone you love. Um, time for another break and I'm going to play a, a, um, a favorite karaoke song of mine and Sam's, um, originally done by another Scottish group, the water boys, but, uh, covered here, um, very fabulously by Scott Hutchison and Frightened Rabbit. So, uh, enjoy, and we'll be right back with, uh, more tiny changes.
0: And I pictured a rainbow You held it in your hands I had flashes You saw the plans, I wandered out in the world for years While you just stood in your room, I saw the crescent You saw the whole of the moon With the wind at your heels, you stretch for the stars. You know how it feels to get too high.
1: and uh welcome back again to the my tiny changes podcast uh, again it's steve bachowski and uh i love the lyrics from the song we just heard the Whole of the moon um and i mean i love them all but going to one passage here where um the lyrics are i saw the rain dirty valley you saw brigadoon i saw the crescent you saw the whole of the moon now, the, the definition of Brigadoon from, from Webster's Dictionary is a place that is idyllic, um, unaffected by time or remote from reality. Uh, I had first heard of Brigadoon in the movie uh, Brigadoon. With, uh, it's an old movie with Gene Kelly. Um, I forget who else. Van Johnson, I think, and maybe Sid Charisse. And um, the legend of Brigadoon is the story of a mythical village in the Scottish Highlands. Uh, the village becomes enchanted. It became enchanted sen- centuries ago, and it remains unchanged and invisible to the outside world, except for one special day every 100 years, uh, when it could be seen and even visited by outsiders. And this enchanted day is spent in joy and celebration. And those who happen upon Brigadoon uh, may remain in in this uh, beguiling place. Only if they love another enough to give up the world outside. Um, no visitors are allowed, but but anyone who is a villager becomes a villager. Uh, if any one of them uh, leaves the village during the enchanted day, uh, then the miracle would be broken, and it would mean the end, uh, the end for them all. Um, so you can imagine, you know, what might what, what might go on in a in a movie about something like that. Uh, uh, but uh, but I recommend it if you if you don't have anything to do on a lazy Sunday afternoon um, now I listen to a song and I think I've I think I've said this before but maybe maybe not at the same time together that the lyrics are important to me yes but um, but there but there are many that get associated, many songs that get associated with a certain time or event. And when I listen, um, I can be very vividly returned to that same time and place. And um, so much so that I feel I'm basically reliving the moments. So if it's associated with joy, I can feel palpable joy. Uh, but by the same token, if it's associated with pain or sadness or grief, I, I feel that just as well, um, uh, almost like I did originally. And most times, I let it. Um, someone said that Towns Van Zant, as you know, he's another favorite of mine, who, who yeah, um, also led a self-destructive life. Uh, But they asked him about his penchant for writing and playing songs, seemingly always tinged with sadness, grief, and loss. And asked him why he doesn't uh, doesn't write and sing happy songs, and he said, those are the happy ones. Uh, You listen to Bob Dylan's Blood on the Tracks album, and it's it's regarded by many as one of his best albums and, and one of the best thematic albums of all time. And the theme is of him basically writing of the breakup of his marriage to his wife, Sarah. Um, and, and these are things that I'm drawn to. Uh, um, I'm reminded of a quote from Dr. Who that Sam sent me a long time ago. And the quote goes, I love old things. They make me sad. And, and they ask her, well, what's good about sad? And, and she answers back, it's happy for deep people. And I get that. I I, I totally understand that. Um, I, I think if you always put on a happy face, you know, if you turn away from pain and sadness and sort of fake it, I don't think you're allowing yourself to really feel true joy either. Um, now that's not the same. Mope around and get drowned in the in the pain and in the grief. But when it comes, let yourself really feel it. Uh, I think that's where you develop deep empathy and where you can really put yourself in another's position and feel their pain. And obviously each situation is personal to that person, but at least you understand what a hug or a kind word or just being there and knowing there's nothing you can do but your mere presence is helpful. And if you can do those kind of things and really understand them, then I think the flip side of that is being able to really experience joy at another level. Uh, The the kind of joy you don't need to continuously have validated on Facebook or by others. Um, I've always said there's pretty much two kinds of Facebook posters. Those that are saying, look at me, and those that are saying, I think this is pretty cool. I'd like to share this feeling with you, whether it be immensely sad or immensely happy. Now, there's beauty in every life, um, but there's beauty in chaos and suffering if you look hard enough because there's usually honesty there. Um, I see so much joy in the faces of people who later had so much pain that they took their own lives. And maybe that's what happens, you know, glorious moments, but then not too much of anything in between. Um, another person whose music I like, um, Frank Turner, uh, who I believe is is Irish, I, I believe he's from Ireland, um, has written and I've told you in past episodes, you know why I'm attracted to Scottish and Irish uh, uh, singers and bands and that, but um, Frank Turner has written a couple songs about people close to him that ended their lives. Uh, I've posted the first one a few times on Facebook. It's simply called Song for Josh. And uh, you could look it up. I I recommend looking it up. Um, I'm sure at some point in, in another podcast, not this one, I'll play that because um, it, it never fails to bring tears to my eyes. But The one taking us into and out of our next break here was was actually written for Scott Hutchison, so that's why I'm going to play this one. Um, So uh, have a listen, and we'll be right back and and try to tie some things together. Uh, So hang on, and we'll be right back.
3: I spoke with Scott last night I was tired But I wasn't sleeping And despite what you think I wasn't drinking I was just finally ready To listen And he was there alright And though he'd probably kill me Just for saying this Given how the both of us are atheists There it is There must have been a moment just before you hit the water When you were filled with a sense of peace and understanding With the wind in your hair and the light in your eyes As you realised you were finally escaping Somehow in that moment you miraculously miss it Like a wave across a bay never breaking And that's how I like to think of you Ever falling, never landing Rolling slowly out to sea And always smiling You're always smiling God damn I miss you man It was just weeks you went that we were speaking I just wish that you had told me you were leaving before you walked your final mile I'm not pissed off at you, man But you had something in your soul that we could recognise You were one of us but you worked out how you could survive at least for a while There must have been a moment Just before you hit the water When you were filled with a sense of peace and understanding With the wind in your hair and the light in your eyes As you realized you were finally escaping But somehow in that moment You miraculously miss it Like a wave across a bay, never breaking And that's how I like to think of you Ever falling, never landing Rolling slowly out
1: always smiling um that line makes me think of bobby so much um welcome back to the my tiny changes podcast uh with steve Pachalski. uh going along at a good clip here uh i've I've always said that uh i wanted to to try to make the podcast a little shorter but always seemed each one progressively got longer but um I, i think we're going at a nice clip here um and, and 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 so we're here in our last uh, last chapter here tonight to uh, to sort of tie things up here. Um, you know, as I said, thinking about Bobby, um, my son died, and and while I wasn't ever in any danger of of doing harm to myself, of killing myself, um, I still wonder if maybe I subconsciously derail. Um, new chances of happiness. Um, uh, don't get me wrong. I've been perfectly content, uh, being by myself, um, seeing Steph and Eric and the girls, uh, karaoke and having a few drinks with Sam, uh, when we can get together and, uh, you know, getting a pizza every now and then with, with, with Frank and Lisa or, um, Zooming, zoom, zoom meeting with the remaining family once a month, uh, just to try to stay in contact after, you know, after our parents have passed. Um, but relationships and the like, and, and being social, um, so much of the other stuff people do holds no attraction for me. Um, but did I develop that out of a sense of? well, my son died, so I shouldn't be out looking for new joy and just be happy in your world as it is now. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know that I have an answer for that, <laughs> or maybe I just got old, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, but I think what I just mentioned has an effect on, on, on why parents of children who have passed continue to grieve. And, you could possibly classify it as, as new grief. Um, you know, even though it obviously stems from the original death, um, not just within your own family, but you see your child's friends and classmates, um, teammates, etc., uh, moving on with their lives. And, and you have to wonder, and it makes me wonder, um, what would Bobby be doing? Um, Would he be married? Um, Would he have kids? Uh, You know, I think he he would have been such a great dad, but he doesn't get that chance. So you you have to grieve that reality, too. And please, if any of his friends are listening, please don't feel that maybe you should stop sharing stories with us. That's not it at all. Um, I get great joy from hearing from friends of Bobby's about what they have going on in their lives. Um, it, it it always reminds me of of how many people he touched and had such an effect on that they still think of him and love him and feel inclined to still share bits of their life with us. Uh, I, I brought this up and Sam and I talked about. Uh, about it a bit in relation to Bobby and some of Sam's own own friends who who died young, um, and I had read this in a in a book by a, um, a famous sports writer of, of some years past, Frank Deford, who who wrote about his daughter who had um, cystic fibrosis, and <clears throat> you know that that was. You know, basically a death sentence for people, usually before they reach the age of twenty. And um, you know, his daughter died, and it's a it's a very moving, very touching, um, very revealing uh, book. Um, And uh, the thing that he wrote about is, you know, the these children when they when when they die when they die young, they stay forever that age. Um, They never get older uh you know their their, their friends are growing and, and and getting older and and Bobby's friends are growing and getting older but you know he's always going to stay that age 30 um but as as sam said you know even when he's 60 you know Bobby's always going to be his big brother um but there won't be any pictures or events of Bobby at 60 um Stuff's already there and, and Sam is about to be, but it's an odd experience. Um, at least it was to me uh, when you're going to pass your, your older brother's age because they didn't get the chance to add birthdays. Uh, my brother Bobby was 22 and, and I was 15 when he died. Uh, my son Bobby was 30 and, and Steph is about to turn 31 and, and Sam is going to turn 30 himself later in the year. You know, so the, so the, those thoughts run through. You know, and I think they run through a lot of uh, a, a lot of parents' heads. You know, what what might Bobby have been? Um, you know, I've discussed some of Bobby's issues before, and in pretty much knowing it would be hard for him to hold a normal job. You know, I had you know in years past been developing businesses, working on my own, working on my own, so he'd be able to help and always have a job and you know maybe eventually you know take over um you know coaching maybe uh when he was with me for a while um uh he he helped out um and some teams that that i was with and i could tell he enjoyed it uh at least being outside doing sports stuff and 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 things he was good at you know i just don't know You, you you don't know um, I pretty much look at Bobby since his death as is one of these artists that I talk about. You know, I c- c- compare him to to Scott Hutchison, and they tended to look like they were on self destructive paths, but they were just living with their hearts on their sleeve, I believe. Um. Uh, I've used the terms in the past, this world was always going to break Bobby's heart and that this world wasn't big enough for him. So I think about all this and and I don't think that that some suicides or, or destructiveness are attempts to end pain, although pain might be there. Um, I just think some find this earth lacking, whether it be... Empathy, love, beauty, understanding, or or maybe even just lacking a sense of humor. Um, It's not a means to an end. It's it's searching for something more, something bigger, um, something better. And I truly believe Bobby found it. Um, Thanks for listening. And until next time, uh, peace.
4: I get murdered in the city, don't go revenging in my name. When person dead from such is plenty. No need to go get locked away when I leave your arms the things that I think of, no need to get over alarmed. I'm coming home I wonder which brother is better Which one our parents love the most I sure did get in lots of trouble They seemed to let the other go A tear fell from my father's eyes I wondered what my dad would say He said I love you and I'm proud of you both In so many different ways murdered in the city go read the letter in my desk don't bother with all my belongings but pay attention to the list make sure my sister knows i loved her make sure my mother knows the same Always remember there was nothing worth sharing Like the love that let us share our name Always remember there was nothing worth sharing Like the love that let us share our name